Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskEgg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's program, Canada and the UK aren't talking trade for now, but others have something to say about it. I have an exclusive interview with Ralph Goodale, Canada's High Commissioner in London. I also talked to Nathan Finney, the President of the Canadian Cattle Association, and let's just say he's got a very strong opinion on the matter. Elsewhere, Adam Bacallo with PI Financial tells us how certain canola and wheat futures contracts did for this week. And the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association held their AGM this week. We'll look at one notable item to come out of the meeting. Farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. On the other side of the break is my exclusive interview with Ralph Goodale. This is Sask Ag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The Canadian High Commissioner says Canada will remain at the bargaining table whenever the UK decides to come back and resume bilateral trade negotiations. Yesterday, Britain announced they were suspending talks after Canada decided not to extend two temporary trade measures, a special quota on UK cheese exports, which expired in December 2023, and country of origin rules on products being exported, which is set to expire at the end of March this year. In an exclusive interview with Saskag today, Ralph Goodale feels the British walking away is a bad tactic. The fact that the UK has left the table is actually walking away from a solution. They, for somehow, think that uh, not negotiating will expedite a solution. And I think, quite frankly, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Another big issue is Canadian beef. The UK doesn't allow hormone-treated beef and pork while exporting their beef products to Canada, which is about 40,000 tons annually. Canadian cattle sector has argued the ban isn't based in science. Goodale maintains there are three ways to resolve the issues. First is obviously getting back to negotiations. The second is tariffs or halting access altogether, which Goodale says is counterproductive. And the last is going through dispute settlement litigation through the World Trade Organization. He says in any scenario, especially in litigation, Canada has leverage. In a trade litigation case, Canada will win. The British position is simply wrong 
factually, uh, and it's entirely unfair. So uh, from the Canadian point of view, we will defend our producers' interests, and we won't be intimidated by by somebody walking away from the table because we know on the substance of these issues, both the facts and the law are on Canada's side. I asked him how he could use his role as High Commissioner to get talks back in the right direction. Goodill said it's mainly through diplomacy. You obviously uh, uh, try by all of the all of the channels and uh, all the methods of diplomacy to uh, to point out that uh, actually this kind of a tactic makes the problem more difficult, not not easier to solve. And I think uh, um, eventually the, uh, the 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 policymakers and the negotiators on the British side will see that uh, they're they're actually making their situation worse, not better. Well, you have to be a bit strategic in deciding when to have those conversations. Uh, But the Minister of Trade has already indicated that Canada is always uh, ready, willing and available to uh, to have those conversations. Uh, So uh, uh, we'll we'll uh, make it abundantly clear to the UK that uh, um, conversation and negotiation is a is a much better way to proceed. And I think eventually this uh, this work will get back to the table. Uh, that's in a, in a practical way. That's that's the way you solve these kinds of problems. In the meantime, in the meantime, excuse me, there is a trade continuity agreement that allows trade between Canada and Britain to continue. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue on the topic of this bilateral trade talk that's suddenly stopped. We're going to hear from the Canadian Cattle Association President, Nathan Finney. Like I said off the top of the show, he's got a strong opinion on how things are going to this point and where they could go. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the sudden development yesterday that the UK has decided not to negotiate with Canada on a bilateral trade agreement, at least for now. We're going to hear from the Canadian Cattle Association's perspective. They're disappointed, but not surprised to see talks between Canada and the UK stop over a few disputes, mainly Canadian beef. President Nathan Finney does give credit to the federal government for stepping up for cattle producers. It makes you wonder, and we're, we're kind of concerned that it's more of a protectionist market than an open trading market. So at this point, you know, negotiations are off, which are disappointing on, you know, getting some of these trade deals accomplished but um you know we, we got to give the government of canada its props for standing up for us beef producers and and drawing the line that uh they're not bending on un- until these bilateral issues get resolved we're going to continue to hold the line on that finney believes the uk walking away from the negotiating table could negatively affect their application into the comprehensive and progressive trans-pacific partnership also known as cptpp I would think so. I mean, they're the only country that holds our food safety systems to this regard and doesn't recognize it like the rest of the world does. There isn't an issue anywhere else. The science and, and the rules, you know, the research are behind us on that. And there's a reason why we do trade with as many countries that we do. They recognize it. And I think it shows a clear signal when they get up and walk away from the table and aren't willing to have these conversations and move on it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
glad that our government drew a hard line and said, no, we're, in the, we're going to protect our producers and, ensure, and our food safety system, which is, is the gold standard. So, I, I mean, it would raise question if it was me, if, if they're really considering free and open trade. When asked what it would take to break the deadlock, Finney says the only way is to make trade rules science-based. When it gets politicized, you don't have free trade because it can go any direction. So if we're international, wants to trade globally, it has to be science and rules-based, and then you have a standard which you could follow. But until that, if we start politicizing every, every issue, you don't have free trade. You have whatever the government of the day decides that it may or may not want to support or have the political pressures of what they may and may not want to support. So this way here, regardless of, of who's governing the day across the globe, if it's science and rules-based, then, then you have a set of standards. Again, Canada and the UK continue to trade through the Trade Continuity Agreement, but Finney says if things continue the way they are, he's in favour of putting tariffs on the British. I would. I mean, we've got ample trading partners uh, across the globe that show good, open, fair trade. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, we should continue to support those trade deals and negotiations to people that want to, and that's where we should be focusing on setting our product and receiving products from those, from those places as well. That is what the principles of free and open trade are. The Canadian Cattle Association has been at the forefront of this issue, including the creation of an awareness campaign with other cattle groups called Say No to a Bad Deal. Coming up on Sask Ag today is Ag Review with Doug Falconer. He's going to walk us through the latest ag headlines. Just keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. A federal environmental strategy for the agriculture sector should be viewed through an economic lens. That's according to a report from consultations on the proposed sustainable agriculture strategy. It should reflect regional differences, recognize early adopters, and improve data and measurement. The What We Heard report was posted to Agriculture Canada's website during the holiday season. It outlines the feedback from consultations, workshops and written submissions gathered between December of 2022 and March of 2023. A final strategy was supposed to be released in late 2023, but the department now says it will be sometime this year. Stakeholders said direct incentives to increase the adoption of best management practices and technology were critical. Farmers have to see the financial sense of changing practices. Feedlots continued to purchase corn imports from the United States, putting pressure on feed barley and wheat prices in Western Canada. However, the prospective of fewer planted acres this spring could give prices a boost. Aaron Herakal, trade manager for Agfinity in Stony Plain, Alberta, says there is a lack of demand for domestic feed grains, causing price declines for feed barley set for January to March delivery. 
In addition, a mostly mild winter in southern Alberta this year meant less feed consumption by livestock and fewer purchases by feedlots. Despite projected declines in acreage for non-Durham wheat and barley, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada estimates increased production for the 2024-25 marketing year in its first outlook for the season released on Monday. Herakal said that while seeding intentions will be made clearer as spring approaches, farmers may grow less of barley. Alberta's Drought Livestock Assistance Program has added 23 more municipalities to areas eligible for funding and tax deferral. The 2023 Canada-Alberta Drought Livestock Assistance Initiative, funded through the Agri-Recovery Framework by the federal and provincial governments, offers payments of up to $150 per head to livestock producers who have 15 or more animals per type of livestock and have altered usual grazing practices for more than 21 days due to drought. Funding will open for the new regions on Monday with a deadline of February 22nd. Extraordinary costs can be incurred until March 31st. Additionally, livestock farmers and ranchers in those areas may be eligible for the 2023 livestock tax deferral, which allows farmers who sell part of their breeding herd due to drought to defer a portion of the sale proceeds to the next year, as per the Government of Canada's website. French farmers blocked highways and dumped crates of imported produce yesterday, demanding urgent action on low farm gate prices, green regulation and free trade policies as swelling protests moved closer to Paris. Farmers say the protests, now in their second week after breaking out in the southwest, would continue as long as their demands are not met, posing the first big challenge for new Prime Minister Gabriel Attal. French intelligence services have warned the government that regional farming unions have called on their members to converge on the capital. As Attal convened senior ministers with the aim of announcing concrete proposals today, farmers used bales of hay and tractors to block major highways across France, the European Union's biggest agricultural producer. On the southwestern edge of Paris, dozens of tractors let a go slow during the morning rush hour. Australian wheat and barley came away with average crops for 2023-24 as the threat of dryness caused by an El Nino posed a major challenge. That's according to the United States Department of Agriculture attaché in the country's capital of Canberra. Wheat and barley production for 2023-24 was significantly lower than the very large crops of the previous marketing year. For wheat, the attaché estimated Australian output for this year at 25.5 million metric tons, down from the record 40.55 million in 2022-23, which was fueled by ample rainfall. Barley came in at 10.5 million metric tons, having dropped from the near-record harvest of 14.14 million. When wheat and barley are compared to their 10-year averages of 26.5 million tons and 11.2 million respectively, their 2023-24 harvests were favorable. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, looking at the forecast, and through to the end of this month, it seems like we're going to literally end it on a high note. We are. Uh, temperatures are not anywhere near where they should be this time of year. We've been saying that a lot. It's just we've, we got used to saying it on the other side of the scale. Now a good uh, 20 to 30 degree swing later, and we've got temperatures that are going to be above freezing for most days in the next, uh, well, in the foreseeable future. Today, Maybe not. It's going to be close. Some of us may get just above uh, a few tenths of a degree, perhaps, uh, for some of us, but we'll say right around zero this afternoon. Uh, we've been dealing with some patchy fog. That continues, uh, certainly not as widespread and not as dense uh, as it's been. Many of us not seeing it at all, but still a few patches around. And next few nights, we may still see some fog settling in from time to time, but that's about the only weather concern we have. We have a lot of sunshine in store and these mild readings, uh, again, around zero this afternoon, down to minus eight with a clear sky tonight. The wind has gone nearly calm. It was up for a while, and then it'll pick up again. It'll be more in the 10 to 20 range most of the afternoon and tonight as well. A bit more of a breeze tomorrow as warm air starts to push its way in, three degrees. Yeah, this is not the warm air. This is the Almost warm air. The true warm air starts to build in tomorrow. Three degrees for the afternoon, back to minus six Saturday night, and four degrees on Sunday under a sunny sky. Just a little southwesterly breeze for the afternoon. Windchill not a huge factor of these temperatures, especially on those positive temperatures. Uh, next week, we're going to continue more of the same. Monday, Tuesday, likely some of the warmest days of the week, including temperatures that really don't drop off much at all for the overnight. They'll come down from the high, but barely below freezing. So 7 degrees both Monday and Tuesday. Nighttime lows closer to minus 1, minus 2, uh, which is about 10 degrees above the normal high. So we are certainly in an above-normal pattern, which continues through next weekend. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year, minus 10. Normal lows, minus 22. Sun rose in Regina at 842 this morning, and the sun will set at 541 this afternoon. Days slowly but surely getting a little longer. Around the province, kind of all over the place, Saskatoon minus 6, Swift Current plus 1, Assiniboia also plus 1, Yorkton and Melville minus 8, Mooseman and Weyburn minus 3, and Estevan minus 4. Warm spot in the province is in Maple Creek at 5.4 degrees, cold spot in Uranium City at just minus 12. In Regina, partly cloudy, more like mainly sunny from what I can see. West-southwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour, humidity 93%, temperature minus 6 or 21 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 102.2 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny, west wind at 8 kilometers an hour, temperature is at zero. Again in Regina, mainly sunny or partly cloudy, west-southwest wind at 5, temperature minus 6. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. 
A resolution to increase the provincial portion of the beef checkoff was passed on Wednesday at the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association annual general meeting here in Regina. The resolution called for a $1.50 per head increase in the checkoff starting April 1, 2025. The new total would be $3.50 with the money used to fund research, new technologies, open additional export markets, and inform consumers on the value of beef. This is SCA Chief Executive Officer Grant McClellan. Here's what he had to say. That resolution had some very good discussion. One amending motion, one additional motion brought forward. The amendment motion was defeated and there was another motion to table the motion to increase the checkoff till next year's AGM. That was defeated. And so the original motion to increase checkoff uh, starting April 1st, 2025 was approved on the floor. So it goes to the board uh, for approval next. So now the board will undertake extensive discussions on that recommendation. Will they take input from producers uh, when they're traveling around or, or what happens uh, now? And when will that decision be made? Certainly the board takes uh, any resolution that's passed at uh, the annual meeting very, very seriously. We would anticipate that the board will be reviewing, of course, and discussing this at the very next board meeting. That'll be happening uh, in mid-February. So that'll be the next time the board comes together. But uh, of course, resolutions to pass with the AGM are taken very seriously. And, and it was a AGM that did have quorum. So it had the necessary number of participants at that meeting to move items forward. When was the last time there had been an increase? Because it's been a, at that level for quite some time. Yeah, so previously, uh, Chekhov had uh, increased in uh, 2012. And uh, previous to that, it had been $1 ahead. And that was established in 1987, I believe. So it had uh, increased once since 87 and hadn't increased again in the last 12 years. It was approved at the AGM, but do you expect to hear from some people uh, who aren't at the AGM that may not be too pleased with this? I'm sure we'll expect to hear from producers as this information is made public, of course. We've you know seen it carried in the media now and in a couple places. So, of course, we expect to hear uh, differing opinions on this, just as we did at the AGM itself. That was Saskatchewan Cattlemen's CEO Grant McClellan. The provincial beef checkoff was last changed in 2012. The SCA Board of Directors will discuss the resolution at its next regular meeting in mid-February. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today, we'll hear from Adam Picallo with PI Financial on how the March canola contract as well as the March Minneapolis week contract did for this week. Keep it tuned here to CKRM. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com the March canola contract hit its resistance mark or ceiling of $640 a metric ton this week. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial Adam Piccolo says it got there on Tuesday, but went down since. So right now the March contract is at about $620 a ton. So for the week, uh, we are actually not having 
that great of a week when it comes to canola, down about $6 right now. And I am watching this canola market to see maybe it, it could be retesting the contract lows potentially. So uh, the low that we did see kind of on the contract back on January 8th was $610.2. Uh, so it kind of seems like we're heading there potentially. Uh, today we did reach a low of 613.40 and uh, it's selling off a little bit here today as well too. Bacallo was also looking for March Minneapolis sweet to hit the $7 mark, which it did yesterday. We did see actually a good day yesterday. Uh, we saw a high of 7.11.5 on the March contract. Uh, however, today it really reversed that. So down about 11 cents here, uh, below that $7 mark. So it's kind of flirting with that, uh, that level that if I were to see it get above $7 and hold that, we could see some strengths. But again, it's not really showing um, that it wants to go too much higher here. Uh, the U.S. dollar has still been, been going a little bit more sideways to lower right now. Uh, that has been, you know, it doesn't seem like it's been that supportive um, for uh, the grains in general. On the wheat market, we actually did see a, a very strong rally in the Chicago wheat side. Um, but the technical signals really favor um, kind of some pullbacks here. Uh, so that's kind of, I think, we're seeing that kind of across the board on all the grains right now. There's a few factors causing canola and wheat prices to move this week. A couple different things. Um, overnight, uh, China did uh, authorize Argentine wheat imports for the first time, so something a little bit interesting there. Uh, U.S. winter wheat uh, in drought fell about 5% last week to 22% compared to 59% uh, this week a year ago. Uh, so the possibility of some global demand could shift to North America due to the shipping problems in the Middle East as well, too, uh, is an underlying positive for the market, but it seems like really just traders are still selling any rallies here right now. Funds are still heavily short. Uh, the corn market, for example, as well, too. So uh, I, I think that as well, a lot of producers still have a lot of grain in the bin. So talking uh, with uh, different producers this week, canola definitely still in the bin. And uh, I think revised expectations on what they're getting is uh, going to have to be in order kind of coming up into kind of a new crop year. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial based in Winnipeg. Coming up next on Sask Ag today is the market update. Keep it tuned here. We'll be back right after these messages. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $10.50 to 576.62. Number one red spring wheat is down $6.43 at 319.47. The rest were unchanged. Durham 447.60, feed barley 242.58, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 591.04, lentils 777.50. Oats 290.32, yellow peas 438.82, and feed wheat 238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down 11 cents at $6.98 a bushel. Up next is the Livestock Report. 
the Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt with Heartland Livestock Moose Show. This past Thursday, we had our regular cow and bull sale with just under 300 showing up, and here's how it went. Them good cows are $1.20 to $1.30 with sales up to $1.33. Them medium cows are $1 to $1.20, and them counter cows are $0.75 cents to $1. Them good young feeder-type cows are $1.40 to $1.60, and them good young heiferettes are $1.80 to $2.20 with sales up to $2.33. Them bulls are $1.25 to $1.35 with sales up to $1.43. Next week, on Tuesday, January 30th, we'll be having the first pre-store of the year and expecting a good run for that. If you have any other marketing needs or questions, don't be afraid to give us a call at 306-692-2385. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Good day and good selling. The latest pork prices are at $175.45 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The federal government is posting a deficit of $19.1 billion for the first eight months of its current fiscal year. The result for the April to November period compared with a deficit of nearly $3.6 billion reported for the same stretch of its previous fiscal year. Government revenues for the period were up 2.6% from a year earlier at $281.8 billion, while program expenses were up 6.3% to nearly $264.9 billion. Higher interest rates pushed public debt charges up 37.7% to $31 billion from $22.5 billion a year earlier. On the markets, the TSX is down just one point at 21099 The Dow is up 110 points to 38,159. Oil is down $1.06 at $76.30 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.30 cents US. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Friday's edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day and a nice weekend. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.